here to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. Charlemagne and DJ Envy? Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up! Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Yeah, man. Tired as hell. Yeah, I am too. Great weekend, though. I had had a great weekend. Um. Shout out to BET Facebook. Uh, Gia and I, my wife and I, we hosted the NAACP Image Awards, the pre-virtual show. Of course, everything was virtual this year, so we hosted that. So that was great. Had a had a fun time doing that. And then I watched the award show on Saturday night, and it was it was a dope award show. And then the after party with Cassidy, I just thought uh, that was dope. And congratulations to uh, DJ D Nice. He got the Entertainer of the Year. Well deserved. Yes. Well deserved. Yes, very absolutely. well deserved. Absolutely, I love to see DJs winning. I think D Nice. I think as far as like virtual, uh, virtual events during the pandemic, I think DJ Nice, DJ D Nice, set it off for everything. Yes. Right. Yep. I, I would think so. Yeah, he set it off for everything. I think. Just yeah. out of the goodness of his heart, too. Just because he wanted to have a good time, club. You know, have everybody quarantined together, club quarantine, and it wasn't anything planned. It was organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before he even gave it a name, it was just a couple of people on his live, and every day he would do it and. This is when the quarantine just started, and I just remember, you know, when you were in the house, there was nothing to do, so you just start cleaning and doing stuff in the crib, so we just had the music rocking, and it just took off from, I think, a couple hundred to a couple thousand. That, to, that one Saturday night, that one Saturday night, because he had been building up to it, mm-hmm. you know? And then that one Saturday night, it just, like, exploded. That's right. Shout out, shout out to the brother uh, DJ D-Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I know you all over the place, ye. Uh, I'm in Detroit right now. I had a big wholesale day for my store that I opened in January here in Detroit, Private Label Extensions. It went extremely well, so I'm really happy about that. You know, when you have a new brick-and-mortar location, one of the main things you need to do is build brand awareness so people even know your store is there. And just so you guys know, if you are thinking about opening a business, the number one reason that most brick-and-mortar locations fail is location. So you always have to make sure you get a really prime location. Just think about where you're putting it. Pull out the comps from the area see how other businesses are doing but we had a great day so it was fun it was a lot of work but i'm happy it all came together thank you detroit all right you know what i seen this morning well i heard this morning driving and they were saying cases in the tri-state area new york new jersey connecticut are shooting up and i was like okay yeah but, we're actually number one and number two in then, new jersey and then new york then they said texas what wasn't shooting up was, was actually going down and they are you don't have to wear masks everything is open which is strange to me hmm. that doesn't seem weird to anybody no not if you factor in herd, what's it called? Herd immunity. Herd immunity. Yeah. That just seems weird. Texas is open. I thought it say herd humanity. I don't know. What herd humanity. <laughs> herd immunity. Yeah, it just seems weird. So if it works for Texas, then, you know, why isn't it working for the rest of the world? The oh, rest sh- of the country? I don't know. Let's ask Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci don't seem like he knows. Nobody seems like they know. 
Because they were just mad at Texas for saying opening opening mm-hmm. up Texas and saying don't wear masks. But their cases are shooting down. New York, New Jersey, we still 30% dying in. Still have to wear masks. Still can't go to games. Still can't do a lot of things. I don't know. Yeah, they're trying to understand what's happening. Because, you know, there's a new strains that are going around. I don't know. All right. Well, front page news is next. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, you know what? Let's talk about what's happening with coronavirus and this pandemic and these numbers. Uh, like you said, New York and New Jersey are now leading the country in COVID-19 infections. But what is happening uh, with the pandemic? We'll give you some updates. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I don't know if you guys been watching the NCAA tournament, have you? I watched some of it last night. Who'd you Yesterday watch? afternoon. I think I saw who was playing Gonzaga Bulldogs in Creighton, I think. Yeah, well, they're down to the Elite Eight. Uh, Gonzaga versus USC. Uh, Baylor versus uh, Arkansas. And Houston versus Oregon State. So those are the last eight teams. So we'll see who takes it. And UCLA versus Michigan. Uh, I forgot them. UCLA versus Michigan. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, where we going, you? Uh, well, let's talk about what Dr. Fauci is saying with these spikes in COVID cases. And he said it's because of premature reopening measures throughout the United States, along with the COVID variants. That's what is to blame for this recent spike. And he said this surge was foreseeable. They have been saying that there would be a spike. He said, I've said many times that when you're coming down from a big peak and you reach a point and start to plateau, once you stay at that plateau, you're really in danger of a surge coming up. And unfortunately, that's what they're starting to. That's what we're starting to see. Do the vaccine fight the variant? Yeah, they said it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does. It is supposed to. And as you know, we just said New York and New Jersey now lead the country in COVID-19 infections. We have the highest rates in the country. Even though there's vaccination efforts, New York has not seen a dramatic reduction in infections. And at this time, you know, uh, they are saying Governor Cuomo has recently invited the state's largest stadiums to host sporting events and concerts again at limited capacities, while also allowing indoor fitness classes to resume in New York, even though Mayor Bill de Blasio is objecting to that. See, I don't never understand things like that. So when the cases go up, that's when you open it's everything open back, thing up. back up. Yeah, it, it don't make sense. But in Texas, it's wide it. open and the cases are not. It's, it's Nobody knows. Hey, man, whatever we've been doing the past year, keep doing it. All right, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance as much as you feel like it, I guess. That I ain't been know. working, though. It's the craziest thing. I don't know, man. All right, now there was a CNN documentary that was on last night. I'm not sure if you guys had an opportunity to see this on uh, COVID War, the pandemic doctors speak out. Mm-hmm. And one person who uh, was speaking on this is Dr. Deborah Burks. Now, she also is talking about the negligent management of the pandemic by former President Donald Trump. And here is what she had to say because she used to be like one of the top people to talk to about anything that has to do with diseases. And then she got hired to work by Donald Trump. She thought she was going on the inside to work with Trump and that would be beneficial. Well, here's what she had to say about the pandemic. I knew I was being watched. Everybody inside was waiting for me to make a misstep so they could remove me from the task force. The CNN report in August that got horrible pushback. Everybody in the White House was upset with that interview and the clarity that I brought about the epidemic. What happened? Well, I got called by the president. It was very uncomfortable, very direct, and very difficult to hear. Were you threatened? I would say it was a very uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, I saw the promos for that, Doc. I didn't want to watch it because it had a, a we are on the other side of this pandemic feel. 
Hmm. When the reality is we are not. We still in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it seems like every time she tried to speak out, you know, Donald Trump did not want her to talk about what's happening. It turned very political, this pandemic. Right. It turned into a, into a real thing on politics about whether or not to wear a mask. And then mask wearing became this whole thing where, if, you know, Donald Trump didn't want to wear his mask. And he made it political when really it's just something that can save lives. Absolutely. Her- All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We're doing it different this morning. If you listen on Friday, you know that Trav and Nick, uh, his name is Nick G, right? Nick yeah. G. Challenge each other to a sword fight. Yeah, challenge a each other to a, a duel. That's right. Uh, they're, they're longtime listeners, and uh, Nick G was actually riding with Trav, and then Trav turned on him, and they turned on each other, and then they started popping. It got really entertaining. So Now, Trav is 1-0 and <laughs> when it comes to Breakfast Club uh, Battles. Versus. That's right. Yeah. Okay, he's 1-0. Let's see if he can keep skills. his streak going. That's right. So when we come back, we're going to play uh, both of their songs. They're disc records. And then we're going to open up the phone lines and allow you guys to, to pretty much say who won. All right? So we'll do that when we come back. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. All right, now, we're back. Usually, this is Get It Off Your Chest. This is, we just change it up a little bit. Now, Friday, mm-hmm. uh, there was a war going on outside. A challenge! That's right. A sword fight, a duel. Versus duel of the Iron Mics. Two of our longtime listeners, Trav and Nick G. Now, it all started because Nick G called up here, and he was actually showing Trav some love. I thought Nick jumped in Trav DMs or something. He, he was showing him love. It was like, okay. yo, I appreciate yeah. our respect, and you killed whatever, whatever, and Trav didn't like it, said, so get off his D. So Nick was like, nah. Very strange to try to rush a man off his penis. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand it either. But we put them both on the line. They started arguing and decided for a duel. So now let's hear both of their records. We are going to play both of their records this morning. Let's start off with, who you want to start off with? Uh, I think the challenger should go first, right? Hmm. Who challenged who first? Try me, Trav won and oh, so okay. Nick G got to go first. Okay. So yeah. Nick G, here's, what's the name of Nick G's joint? Okay, here it is. Juwan Howard. Probably had his juice for life, like I was she the flow. And I'ma probably had his juice for life. Uh, I wrote the book to this shit like I was see the God. I'm in the mirror, and all I can see is a God. I wake up and I defeat the odds. The flow been sick for way too long. After this, we gon' need Dr. Oz. I'm not surprised by people when they be telling lies. I recognize that most you guys live in disguise. I can see it in your eyes, Travis, you ain't gon' slide. I'm just floating on beats, don't let this hurt your pride. Besides, I'm running things, I feel like Derrick Henry. When you're the realest in the state, you know they wanna envy. I'm simply saying I'm not playing. I'ma probably have this juice for life like I was ye the flow. To elite, you gotta put this shit on repeat. All I know is go-go and I never been to DC But I leave a marvel every time I go and hit the stage You beating me is gonna take Kyrie and a lot of saves Oh, you thought you was the only one? Don't get it twisted, I would do this to anyone I showed you love on the club and this is how you do me Now watch me shine till I blind beauty, yeah Alright, so that was Juwan Howard, Nick G now let's get into Trav. It's called... All right, Trav, defending champion. Defending champion, 1-0. and oh. Let's see if he can keep his streak going. It's called Twin Bid. Twin Bid? Yes, Twin Bid. What's that mean? I don't know. I thought a bid was jail. 
His brother's in jail. He has a twin in jail. Oh, yeah. Got you, got you, got you, got you. His oh. name is AKA Twin. Got you. Oh. Okay. All, All right, right, well, let's hear it. Drop him like bombs, feel like Saddam, bitch, I'm the truth. No regular bite, no regular bark, bitch, I'm the proof. Drop him like bombs, feel like Saddam, bitch, I'm the truth. No regular bite, no regular bark, bitch, I'm the proof. Bitch, I'm a dog, bitch, I'm a dog, bitch, I'm a dog. Bitch, I'm a dog, bitch, I'm a dog, bitch, I'm a dog. I do not fuck with no regulars. Uh, All of these niggas is regular. Uh, I only fuck with my regulars. Yeah. None of these niggas is better than us. Cheating on me, that's no brain uh, Niggas down here on they Cravo. Yeah. That's why you fuck the amigos. Yeah. Then get them off of their peso. Eyes low, feel like a pit. Uh, Small bass, we been smoking on nicks. Yeah. Feel free to live with these niggas. I stack my chips and I dip. Yeah. I walk the dog on these niggas. Let them just do what they do. Dropping a bomb on these niggas. Bitch got me feeling like Clue. Dropping like bombs, feel like Saddam. Bitch, I'm the truth. All right, now you heard both records. Now it's up to you. What do you think? 800-585-1051. Phone lines are wide open. That's right. Who's going to win this? Who's going to end up on top? Who's going to end up on the bottom? Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll get to it next. Let us know. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. That's right, we are The Breakfast Club. Usually, this is Get It Off Your Chest, but we had two individuals battle this morning. Trav and Nick G, long-time listeners. I don't know where they went left. They, I, I, Nick G was showing them love, and Trav just went at them. So, they, we played both their records this morning. Nice little challenge. Nick a little G duel with the iron mics. A little sword fight. Yeah, Nick G was more of a, a, a battle rap, a battle record, and Trav was just regular, a single. Nah, Trav sound, like, Trav sound very aggressive. I have an opinion on both songs, but I'll keep them to myself. Nah, so. tell us now. Now? Yeah. I like Nick G's record better. I'm not gonna okay. lie, Trav. Why Woo! your voice get so high like that? I like Nick G's record better. I mean, Nick G, he, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't sound as angry. He just sounded like he was floating a little bit. And, and it's a smooth beat. Yeah, and he had a nice little some bars in there. I like the Kyrie Irving, the beat me. You are gonna need Kyrie in a lot of sage. I like that little line. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you understand the Jawan Howard title? What about you? No, he? I don't. <laughs> I guess he's saying he's a coach. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm very partial to Trav at all times. This was a tough one for me because I did think Nick G did his thing. You want to answer? That means she liked Nick G's song but, better, Trav. But she don't want to hurt but your my lawyer, but, but no, I thought, you know, I always think Trav is, is dope at what he does. I'm going to ride with Trav. All right. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. What about you, Envy? Nick G. <laughs> Damn. I mean, Nick G, I mean, Trav I like is Nick dope. Nick G's record Nick, better. And this record, this battle, I think Nick G record is better. Hey, who, who's this? My name is Kay. Hey, Kay. Who you think got that that battle? Definitely Nick G. Nick G. Okay. Definitely Nick G, huh? All right. Damn, Damn, Trav. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is LaCoy Glenn. Hey, LaCoy. Who, who got that battle? Who won that battle? I give it to the first guy. He, he was more clever. You know, he, he took the time to give you guys a shout-out in this flow while the other guy was... He did shout us out. Yeah, that the first guy was Nick G. Nick G. All right. Looking like a blowout, Trav. Hello, who's oh this? Oh, gosh. That's not the type of b- you wanted. Wanna... Who, who you want? <laughs> who you give that battle yeah, what, to, bro? What? 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 You heard what she said. Type of b- he wanted. Oh God. Nobody said Yo, that. This damn, <laughs> this damn gold man calling out of Charlotte, man. Um, 
I got I got Nick G on this one, man. Trav, it was a little repetitive, man. Um, Nick D had a lot more lyrics going on with it, and the delivery was a lot better. I agree. So, you know, I might have taken things for granted thinking he got this too quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might have just been lax with his. Stay on that side, ye. Hello, who's this? <laughs> That's right. Stay on. You pick the side. Stay there. You don't, I'm you staying on Trav's side. Hello, I'm who's staying this? over here with Trav. <laughs> yeah, this is Ed Tom from Florida. What's up? Who you got in that battle, bro? I got Nick G. Damn. Trav did a good job, but Nick G, he gave me like the Drake vibe. He I like, like Drake on the track. I like Nick Uh-oh. G's too. I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't say Drake though, but no, yeah, I got I'm not. What you there say. was a couple bars in there. I was like, yo, if somebody like Drake could really finesse those bars the right way, I'm not. I did think that. Had a Drake vibe. Let's go to one more line. One more person. Uh, uh let's see who's on now. Hello, who's this? What's going on, fam? Yo, I, I, I like I like Trav. Trav's a funny dude, but yo, Nick just walked him. <laughs> I feel like that too. Damn, I feel like Nick. Damn, I feel the same damn, way. Damn, damn, Trav. Nobody Nick else had your back but me. Nick seems like Nick seems like he's doing this, and Trav seems like he Instagram just started. That's right. Sorry. Nick Nick sounded like effortless. Though. Nick damn. sounded effortless. Trav sounded like he was trying a little too hard. I know Trav going crazy right now. Damn it, man. Well. That is it. I mean, Nick G. 99. Unanimous. Unanimous decision. Nope. Nick had one I'm, vote. I'm still <laughs> with you, Trav. I mean, uh, Trav had one vote from Angela Rye. Angela Yee. Angela Yee. What's wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? But Nick, Nick is on top. Trav is on the bottom, baby. Damn, Trav. Damn, Trav. <laughs> Nick is on top. Trav is on the bottom. Well, if y'all want to go see him on Instagram, it's aka underscore twin. You can drop your comments there. Oh, well, you ain't going to sh- shout out Nick G's? I don't know his. What's his page? I don't know either. Well, Trav is exactly. one and one. Nick is one and oh. Yeah, right. And Nick Damn, took the and belt Trav from Trav. Damn, Trav was talking crazy on Instagram. He was like, this Breakfast Club versus is a little different. Who can make the better record, me and Al, or Al Bundy? Oh, wow. Tune in tomorrow. Who said that, Trav? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Al Bundy just had his poke high moment. He just scored had six touchdowns in the final uh, state game. Okay. What did Al Bundy do with Al Bundy's stats? <laughs> What? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. This was his yeah, I remember that now. This was his Polkai Championship game. Al Bundy won is all I'm saying. All Nick right. Well, he's married with children. That's his Instagram. That's why he said Al Bundy. Oh. Married with, with children. children is but, his Instagram. Yeah, but two L's in children. Well, that married man with children just walked you, Trash. Definitely did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, ye. Yeah, Ooh, this is a tough morning. Uh, we're going to talk about Boosie. His Instagram got deactivated again, and we'll tell you why. There's a long story behind it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Boosie's Instagram was deactivated yet again, and he posted Zuck at Zuck for Mark Zuckerberg. You just a racist. And how did this all happen? What happened behind the scenes? Well, it all started with this video that was circulating where Boosie was in a store. He was with the baby, and he slapped somebody. Nobody knew where it came from, but here's what happened. You want these punk-ass rappers. You can't rap. How you gonna tell me you a goddamn rapper? I hope that was one take. <laughs> yeah, it was for a video shoot, and Boosie paid him, I think, $500 for that. Well, we're going to get to that now. So what really happened was he was actually soliciting to find somebody who would be willing to get slapped on camera for the song, period, they were shooting a video for. Listen to this. So I got $554. Oh, 
whoever let me slap the f out them on the period video. I won't come on that bitch playing with me. I'm just gonna bat him. Bah! But it gotta be real, dog. DM me, you won't get smacked, man. Why 544, though? 54. 54. Why? I was wondering why that specific amount as well. Maybe that's just what he had in his pocket at that moment. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But that's why context matters. I know social media lacks it 99% of the time. But if you can provide it, do it. Because when I saw the slap, I thought it was real, too. Did you? I mean, it was a real <laughs> slap. Yeah, no, he really slapped I mean, him. I know he really slapped him, but I thought he, like <laughs> Boosie had really got into it with somebody in the store. All right. Well, there's the explanation. But now his Instagram is deactivated. And if y'all remember, this happened to him before. And he really needed it back because he said that's how he feed his family. You get a lot of money on Instagram. Yeah, period's a tough tune. A hard record. That's him and the a baby. hard record. Yeah. Really dope. Baby snapped on that. So did All right, congratulations to Summer Walker and London on a track. They welcomed their baby girl together. The baby girl was born on March 24th, according to reports. No congratulations to them. Congrats to them, yep. And did y'all know Cassie also had a baby too? Yep, I've seen that online too. Cassie and her husband, Alex Fine, are celebrating as well. They had their second child together. Congratulations, uh, Their daughter, Sunny Cinco. Mm-hmm. And if you saw Jason Derulo and Jenna Frooms are having a baby as well. That's all the baby talk. Congrats. All right. Yes, congratulations, everybody. And Cameron, he shared that he has at least 200,000 people blocked on social media. Here's what he said. I got at least minimum 200,000 some people blocked. Minimum. Don't ever feel bad about blocking somebody. It's yes. Somebody come in your house and be like, I don't like your curtains. I don't really like the furniture. Well, get the f out. You don't like the curtains? You're like, why are you here? You don't like a bunch of but you still are here. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with him. Oftentimes, you got to save people from themselves because some folks will stay on your page, stay following you just to hate on you, and they only hurting themselves. When they do that, save a lane from themselves and block them. You know what's so funny? I said that years ago. I said I block everybody who says something negative and says something ish to me. I block them. And y'all look, oh, you're being too sensitive. No, I think... I <laughs> think nobody I, said I, that. I, 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 I said I do the same thing. Said, yeah. I block you in and a heartbeat. I, and I said I will block you, and if you comment on the block or like the block, or some nasty comment, I'll block you too. But I think it's too appropriate right sometimes you want people nope. to continue to see you shining you know what i'm saying mm -mm. it's like if you hate me so much just i'm gonna give you more things to hate on all of this stuff's gonna continue to make you sick but sometimes you gotta save them from themselves because they really just hurting themselves so just block them block like why do you follow right. why do you follow me if you hate me why exactly. go out of your way to say how much you don't like somebody yes block it's a lot of wasted energy let me save you from yourself all right, now Beyonce, her storage units have been robbed of $1 million in luxury goods. According to a report, thieves who actually went into her storage units in L.A. and they got a lot of luxury handbags and dresses. According to reports, it's worth more than $1 million. It's three different storage units that are rented by her Parkwood Entertainment Production Company. And thieves broke in two times earlier this month. Is the... Now, here's my question. Is the storage unit company, are they responsible when something like that happens? I'm not sure. I would think do you so. Sign a, don't you got? Don't you they got insurance? No, you sign it. It says you're not. They're not responsible. Mm. Well, and you know that happened to Miley Cyrus as well. Her storage unit got hit up in January. It feels like this could also be an inside job because then how do they know whose is mm. whose? Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I'm just saying. I just want to tell ladies out there. I mean, most Beyonce dresses and wardrobe, I'm sure, are one on ones. One of one. So if you're wearing it out there, they're gonna know it's Beyonce. Yeah, you're gonna, gonna you, you you gonna look you gonna look stupid as hell walking around with Beyonce's items. All that glittery <laughs> stuff, all that sparkly stuff. Who are you gonna sell that to? Where you gonna go? If you don't give Beyonce back her goddamn <laughs> items, 
so Blue can have her uh, hand-me-downs? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? All right, and who is the world's sexiest bald man? Come on, well, now. Come on, now. Why you got to ask such obvious questions? Definitely well, not they you. found the answer based off of Google searches and blogs and reports and how many times people were mentioned. So, who do you think is the winner? Come on, now. Come Definitely on, not now. you. Definitely. I'll tell you who made the. I'll tell you who made the list, and then I'll tell you who's number one. All right. On the list, <clears throat> John John Travolta. What? I didn't know he was bald. He is, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Bruce Willis, Pitbull, The Rock. Where's Leonard? Vin Diesel. The Rock's Michael bald. Jordan, Jason Statham. Number two was Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's bald. And, yes. Oh yeah. Uh, you know how that. you see that tattoo? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and number one, Prince William. No, he's not. Prince William. He's not who? sexy to you. He's not even really bald. He's like the he's like the old man bald. Yeah, he's still got, he got the George Jefferson joint. No, 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 no. He no, 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 no. got the George Jefferson joint. That's not hate. That's not hate. He's not bald really bald. Is bald. It's the difference between balding and being bald. Yeah, he's I'm bald. bald. He's bald. Prince William is bald. Y'all had a little fuzz growing in, didn't you? Yeah, but Charlemagne cuts his off. He lets his hair grow. Now I ain't gonna. So then he's not bald. I ain't gonna say Charlemagne's sexy, but I'll take Charlemagne over that Prince, whatever his name is. There you go, Andy. Oh, you will? Finally. Okay. That sounded Finally. crazy. Finally. That sounded Finally. crazy. I'm just saying this. Okay. So what? I'm just, I'm just saying the There's print. nothing wrong with that. You should be able you know to say what? I'm Well, you know what? Then take him. Then take him. And that is your rumor report. I mean, I'll take him. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I would That's what you said. Pick Charlemagne over the Prince. The Prince looked but crazy with the number one. Oh, Jefferson. Clearly, though. Clearly, I just had to hear that right. Clearly, that top 10 was European beauty standards. Clearly. Mike Tyson? Mike okay. Jordan, Floyd Mayweather. Okay, you're right. Floyd Mayweather. You ain't even make the list, you're right, man. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm but trying, the Prince, I'm trying the Prince. to find ways to hate him. Yeah, that Prince with the Jordan. He's not, he's not completely bald, He's not completely bald, though. Though. and it looks, Bye, guys. It looks trash. That's their rumors. Trash. All right. By the way, I don't know why any of y'all men do that. Y'all look so stupid with the head just on the side yeah, of your head in the bald off. spot in the middle. Just go bald. Just you look dumb. stupid, and then you try to line it up on the side. It just looks stupid. Let go and let God. All right. All right, front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about the Derek Chauvin trial, the former Minneapolis police officer who killed George Floyd. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition, empowering students to go out and do. Visit mountaindew.com slash real change to enter. WWPR FMHD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. What pit, why do you hate Pitbull? Man, I never said that. Uh, Weapon? Shut up. This is crazy. Yes. This guy is so bad he ain't make that bald list, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, uh, NCAA basketball March Madison. You got any of you guys watch? I watched uh, one game this weekend. Which game? Uh, Gonzaga versus Creighton. Who won? Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga. Gonzaga. All right, so they're down to the Elite Eight. Now, uh, the Elite Eight are, you have it, Yee? Uh, I know it's Oregon yes. State, Houston, Baylor, Arkansas, Gonzaga, USC, and UCLA and UCLA, Michigan. Yeah, UCLA and Michigan. Last eight teams. Now, what else we How got? How come you did a women's Elite Eight? How come you ain't give me the women's, Dan? Baylor versus UConn, Indiana South versus Carolina Arizona, versus who? Texas, Texas versus South Carolina, and Louisville versus Stanford. Let's go, go, Gamecocks. Drop on the clues bombs for the Gamecocks, damn it. Coach Don Staley always got them in a competitive position. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, today is the day 
And uh, that's when Court TV is back and people will be watching opening arguments underway for Derek Chauvin. He is the former Minneapolis police officer who killed uh, George Floyd. So you can actually watch that and get that coverage live as they're on in court. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I'm not thinking about it because I don't expect justice, but that's just because we rarely see it. So I'm just sitting back watching. I hope we get justice this time. I mean, we've seen the man put his knee on George Floyd's neck. I, I don't I don't see I, I can't see where a jury would be like, oh, maybe this. No. Oh, he, you don't was, know America? <laughs> what you yeah. mean? You don't know America? What country we live in? All right. Oh, okay. Now, according to reports, they want us to know this is not the George Floyd trial. They said there's a tendency to use George Floyd's name under the assumption that his name is more widely known than Chauvin. But news outlets are being very thoughtful about how they name this trial. They want to make sure that they know this is not George Floyd. He's not on trial. A lot of times we don't talk about the person who actually committed the crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a Minnesota versus Derek Chauvin. And Derek Chauvin on trial. All right. And now uh, let's talk about what happened in at Oklahoma County Detention Center. An inmate held a correctional officer hostage, took his radio and keys and released other inmates before he ended up getting shot and killed by police on Saturday. They said the hostage situation took place during a med pass. That's when they give out medicine to the inmates. There were 37 inmates housed on the floor. It's not clear how many were released and how many were involved in the incident. But they said that this all took place in a segregation pod where the, quote, inmates that are most difficult to handle are housed. When when you say released, where did they, what Mm -hmm. you mean released? Like just out of their Let them out of their cells. Yeah. okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but I saw my son post about it. And he said, you cannot die human show- humans showers and basic human rights and expect them not to react this way. It's called self-preservation. Pray for them. Yeah, he's got a point. I mean, if you're not allowing them to shower, you're not giving them food and other just basic necessities. Yeah, they are going to turn into animals. That's a fact. All right. So, yeah, they said there was a lot of uh, things going on there where people weren't able to access. And yeah, so I don't know. Unfortunate situation because that inmate was killed. All right. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Shout to Miss Jones. Miss Jones is uh, a woman that got me started in morning radio. She is doing a reunion podcast where she talks about all the old episodes and the things that she was doing. And we were talking with Mano over the weekend. And I asked Mano why he was, you know, what got him into love and hip hop, why he why he would do love and hip hop. And he said, because it's business. And I said, explain yourself. And this is what he said. He had a conversation with Mona Scott. And this is how he said the conversation went. You said Mona Scott says she doesn't watch the show, nor does her kids. When I went to Mona house, I think we had started filming. And we went, she was like having a cookout and we talked about the show and she said, you know, I don't, I don't watch the show. You know, my husband, we don't watch the show. Kids don't watch the show. Right then I understood what this is. Sometimes you do things and it's just purely business. All right, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Let me ask you, Charlamagne, you're a producer. You do, you, you do a lot of production and television. Would you ever do a show that you couldn't watch or that your family couldn't watch? Or that you wouldn't watch? Just for the check. Just for the bread. Just for the check? No, not just for the check. But I'm sure I would do things that my family wouldn't watch because I got young kids. Well, I mean, your kids. That's <laughs> yeah. why they say your kids. But you know what I mean? Because uh, there's, there's a lot of things that nah, I do I would, with my I wife would, that I wouldn't want my kids to watch. But just yourself. Like, would you produce nah. a show that, you know, you wouldn't not watch? Not just for the check, no. 
Absolutely not. What about you, Yee? Um, I can't. I don't. I wouldn't think so. No, I can't say doing that. Although I do have my podcast lip service. I wouldn't want my parents to to listen to that, but they do. <laughs> All right. Now Mona Scott also spoke over the weekend, and she was talking about love and hip hop and some of the flack that she gets. Can we play that clip right here on this one? There is a right for every black person to tell their story. This right here was about the women in hip hop who have relationships with these men. Their stories have a right to be told. So that is something I will stand fast in and, you know, argue down anybody any day of the week. What is sometimes infuriating is that my white male counterparts, my white female counterparts, aren't held to the same scrutiny. There are shows that run the gamut from the, you know, Housewives franchise and taking out the Atlanta Housewives to, you know, Honey Boo Boo. There are tons of shows that show the full range of white people and it's okay. And nobody is hanging any of those producers out to dry or saying that they are bringing down their culture. All right. She got a point with that now. All right. And and by the way, you know, it's interesting because a lot of industry insiders don't don't, you know, use their products like we do. Like you always hear the stories about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and how, you know, they, they didn't let their kids use cell phones until they turned a certain age and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Or some don't let them use the social media at all. So you hear, the, you hear these type of stories all the time. So let's open up the phone lines. Let's get your thoughts. What do you think? 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion this morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Mona Scott. Uh, she was doing TV One Uncensored and said this about love and hip-hop in her brand. There is a right for every black person to tell their story. This right here was about the women in hip-hop who have relationships with these men, their stories have a right to be told. What is sometimes infuriating is that my white male counterparts, my white female counterparts, aren't held to the same scrutiny. There are shows that run the gamut from the, you know, Housewives franchise and taking out the Atlanta Housewives to, you know, Honey Boo Boo. There are tons of shows that show the full range of white people, and it's okay. And nobody is hanging any of those producers out to dry or saying that they are bringing down their culture. All right. Also, over the weekend, uh, I was uh, on the Miss Jones podcast. She does a podcast each and every week. It's a reunion show where she talks about some of her old shows and some of the things that she went through. Mano was there. And I asked Mano this question about him being on Love and Hip Hop and why he decided to do it. You said Mona Scott says she doesn't watch the show, nor does her kids. When I went to Mona House, I think we had started filming and we went, she was like having a cookout and we talked about the show and she said, you know, I don't, I don't watch the show. You know, my husband, we don't watch the show. Kids don't watch the show. Right then I understood what this is. Sometimes you do things and it's just purely business. So we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Now, uh, start with you. Yee. What do you think? I mean, it depends on the appropriateness of things. Like I was saying earlier, I wouldn't want small kids listening to lip service, my podcast, or even my parents for that matter, just because it's my parents. I don't know if I need them to know my all my business, but you know, that is what it is. But I do even feel like the breakfast club is certain topics you wouldn't want your kids listening to, I would assume. People tell me that all the time. 
So maybe it's more mature. I don't know. Okay. Charlamagne, what do you think? I honestly would have to know the context of Mona Scott's answer because it's a difference between I don't watch the show and I don't watch the show because I think it's negative and I don't want my family to be influenced by that. Like, for example, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs saying they don't let their kids use their products because their products are addictive but have no problem with our kids being addicted. That's unethical and, and hypocritical to me. You know what I'm saying? But Mona's saying she doesn't watch the show. I would have to know why. Because I don't, I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, I'm just riding around, I listen to the radio. But why don't I, and you listen I, and to I the radio? I just don't. I mean, not because I think it's negative or anything like that. I'm just I, I'm I, a little I busy. I'm preoccupied. It was, it was because I think he, he felt it was negative. But, I mean, I'm one of those people that if... if I don't want to just do something for a, a check where it's it's pushing my community down if that's how I felt, if that was the situation. It's kind of like, yeah, I sell crack, but I don't want my kids or my family to use sell crack, but I sell crack the community to make money. And I'm not comparing crack to TV, but it kind of feels like the same way. Like, I, I, I'm not going to do something for a check that that belittles my community. You know what I mean? But that's and, why I say I would have to know the context because she might just not watch the show because she don't watch the show. Like, I, li- I, I don't listen to radio. not And it's not a intentional decision. It's just that... I got my screaming services. I got podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, but it's, you don't listen. But it's, it's not because of there's something negative. You just don't because there's you, yeah. you have other things to do. And I don't. And I don't. I don't go on Breakfast Club page and watch our YouTube videos because you, unless you, it, you, you, I mean, you record it, you do it. But even still, like some people may go back and watch themselves, critique themselves, or they may, you know, go back for more information. I, I just, you know, I, I don't tend to do that. All right. Well, let's go to yeah. the phone line. She may not just want to bring work home. Who knows? I don't know. Hello, who's this? What up, y'all? This kid J Dad, man. Good morning. Hey, what's going it's, on, bro? What? Hey, this is my boys. Hey, this this pay ain't Charlemagne, but hey, I ain't gonna get on Envy. That's my boy. What up, boy? Hey, I'm going <laughs> too, man. I feel like I look better than the Prince too, Charlemagne. Don't feel bad. You probably do. Oh gosh, I know I do. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell uh, yeah. We uh, my my thoughts is, is man, and, uh, Mona Scott, man. I, I I she got the nerve not to watch it, and her family, man, makes me feel kind of like you know I don't know. I'm angry of it because. I feel like some of the shows she put out, she, she's making the culture look real bad. So for her to have the nerve to say she don't watch it, I bet she don't watch it. Okay. All right, don't say that while you're smoking on a cigarette now. Because I guarantee you no, that the, the people who run them cigarette companies don't let their kids smoke either. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Thank you, brother. See, see what I'm saying? Don't jump, yo. I'm not. I'm just saying that. Just like, I, I just think it's a lot of industries that don't let their kids partake of things. Hey. Yes, Hello, sir. who's this? Charlie, what up? Charlamagne, what's going on? Envy, what up, Pippin? What's up, bro? What, what do you think listen, about what Mona Scott said? Man. Yo, listen, man. I feel, I feel like, man, Mona Scott Pippin, just like Mama D was, just that she just got a better wig selection, player. <laughs> you stupid, man. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, thank yo, you. Hey, yo, Charlamagne. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yo, ask Envy, did anybody ever tell me look like Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> You can't laugh wow, at your wow, own wow, jokes. Wow. You got to say the joke. You can't laugh. You can't laugh at your own jokes. But 800 <laughs> we're talking Mona Scott. Jesus but I would say Mona Scott is, is like, she's done so much for the culture, so I can't just say she's putting our culture down when it came to Missy Elliott and uh, LL Cool J and helping with 50 and all the things that she's done. So it's not just, okay, this is all she does and it's negative, negative, negative. No, she has done a lot for our culture. But we're just talking about this. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking Mona Scott. Now, Mona Scott was on TV One Uncensored and said this. There is a right for every black person to tell their story. This right here was about the women in hip hop who have relationships with these men. Their stories have a right to be told. So that is something I will stand fast in and, you know, argue down anybody any day of the week. What is sometimes infuriating is that my white male counterparts, my white female counterparts, aren't held to the same scrutiny. There are shows that run the gamut from the, you know, Housewives franchise and taking out the Atlanta Housewives to, you know, Honey Boo Boo. There are tons of shows that show the full range of white people and it's okay. And nobody is hanging any of those producers out to dry or saying that they are bringing down their culture. Also, I was talking to Mayno about Mona Scott and him being on Love and Hip Hop. And he said it's just business. And he said he had this conversation with Mona at her crib at a barbecue. You said Mona Scott says she doesn't watch the show, nor does her kids. When I went to Mona house, I think we had started filming and we went, she was like having a cookout and we talked about the show. And she said, you know, I don't, I don't watch the show. You know, my husband, we don't watch the show. Kids don't watch the show. Right then I understood what this is. Sometimes you do things and it's just purely business. Mona is right when she says uh, she gets more flack than her male counterparts for making the same kind of shows. Though. Mm -hmm. Because even now, like Love and Hip Hop, Mona hasn't, her production company hasn't produced that show in forever. Like she gets a credit on it. Mm -hmm. But I think if I'm not mistaken, it's Big Fish Entertainment. Big not Fish sure. is ran by a bunch of white men. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But right. you don't hear nobody saying, know, Mona, oh, Big I, I Fish guess... is bringing down the black community. But I guess for Mona, she also has put herself on the show, too. So it, it kind of makes people... She's the face people, of it, yeah. Yeah, it makes people affiliate her with it a lot more. All but right. although Andy Cohen does the same thing. That, that's why I say I don't watch Real Housewives like that. That's why I asked y'all last week, you know, is which is one is more Because he has the after, he has, a, he has the shows where he said, you know, watch what happens. Which one is more ratchet, Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives? Um, I would love say and hip -hop. Love and Hip Hop. Okay. I would say I know I know uh, a lot of people on Love and Hip Hop would say they never got the opportunity to show the things that they're working on. If they were working on music or if they were trying to open a store, they were saying it's hard to get those type of things in the show. Mm -hmm. I know for the Housewives franchise and even uh, they show a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Like you've seen Candy's restaurant. You've seen Candy's dungeon line. You've mm -hmm. seen um, Portia doing the uh, civil rights thing and marching. Like you see a lot of that as well. So, it's balanced. Right. It is balanced. Okay. I don't know if there's it, uh, uh, that, that much balance. On so love and hip hop. Hello, who's this? Jasmine. Jasmine, good morning. What, what are your thoughts? So I feel like there's nothing wrong with what she produces. At the end of the day, it's real. Uh, we really like people really act like that, and then I feel like black women we're held to a higher standard always. We're always expected to be, you know, to compose ourselves and to be this and to be that. But at the end of the day, that's just not. It's just not fair, you know, because like she said, her white counterparts produce shows that don't show their race in the best light but like they're glorified it's like nothing said about them I get what you I, I I see both sides though because you know the reason that white people are able to showcase their whole spectrum mm -hmm. is because it's way more white shows that is you know true what too. I mean it's not a lot of black shows and so when it's not a lot of black shows you know we expect the highest standard of ourselves to be shown at all times but, but I would say this too it's also what these networks are willing to grab mm -hmm. you know loving hip hop 
black people fighting, black people arguing, a network will pick that up. But I, I remember the first person that was interested in my family, the Casey crew, and showing a positive light on television was Mona. She was mm-hmm. the first person that tried to get that greenlit, and everybody at first was like, no, wh- where's the drama? Where's the this? Where's the that? And yeah. the TV networks wanted the drama and the beef and, and, and the bickering. See? So that's what I'm saying. Mona gets to blame a lot of times just mm-hmm. for, I, I guess, conforming to create the kind of show that these networks want. Mm-hmm. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Anton Baxter, Louisville, Kentucky, man. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? We're asking, you know, what are your thoughts? Listen, I feel like this. If you're going to create a show and not allow your family to watch it because you feel like it'll offer, you know, bad characteristics to them, why allow other black families? Because all it's doing at the end of the day, I feel like it's tearing down the image. Whether people are saying it or not, whether it's good entertainment or not, it's still tearing down the image of black people. Because at the beginning of the show, it starts off, you know, like she said, talking about their career and highlighting their career. But at the end of the day, they end up fighting. So at the end of the day, more people was talking about the fights than actually their careers. Shout out to K. Michelle and Cardi B. They actually came up off the show. But that's like one out of 100. So I just feel like if I ain't going to talk a gun out here, if I ain't going to sell a gun out here, why would I introduce my kids or my family but, to a gun? But see, it, it, and you're not wrong, but once again, we got to know the context of her answer. Like I said, it's a difference between I don't watch the show and I don't watch the show because I think it's negative and I don't want my family influenced by that. I don't know why she don't watch the show. Right. So what's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know if there is one. I just think we just need to have more balance on television, and I don't necessarily think that's just Mona Scott. I just think that these TV networks has to allow more of a balance, and at one time, they liked the ratchet because it brought the ratings, but it has to be Mm -hmm. a balance. It has to be positivity. It has to be a little bit of everything, but us as consumers, we need to watch both sides of it because sometimes when they put the positive stuff on air, we don't watch it because we like the ratchet-ish more, but we have to make sure that we support both sides, I think. Yeah, I don't even know what ratchet is nowadays because there's nothing on TV that compares to what I see on social media so <laughs> it's like, i don't even know what the bar is anymore all right now yeah we got rumors on the way yes and we are going to be talking about these satan shoes and artists put out these shoes there's only 666 pairs available and we'll give you a, a little information on how you can get them and the controversy surrounding them because there is some human blood in them i'll pass all right but we'll talk about it next keep it locked it's the breakfast club good morning hey, morning everybody it's dj nv angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club let me send a congratulations to uh my cousin uh, Dr. Jasmine Walker, she received her first choice match at Abington Jefferson Memorial Hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She is now a doctor. So congratulations okay. to my nice. cousin. We love you and uh, the family loves you. I'm so proud of you. So congrats. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Little Nas X put out his video for Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And by the way, I just checked it. It has almost 32 million views since it came out on Friday. And a lot of fans were excited about it because it talks about how it feels to come out as a member of the LGBTQ community. Some people have uh, criticism about it. It's filled with biblical references. And he was going back and forth with people on Twitter. He said there is a mass shooting every week that our government does nothing to stop. Me sliding down a CGI pole isn't what's destroying society. People had issues with him, you know, sliding down this pole. Uh, he's going down to hell. Then he gives Satan a lap dance. 
while he wears patent leather thigh-high stilettos. By the way, little Nas X looks good, okay? He also said, show my three-month-old niece the Call Me By Your Name video, and she said, uncle, that was quite the stupendous visual. Why in heavens would any individual be enraged over such a sensational showpiece? He said, I'm going to go cry, y'all. And it just was a lot of controversy. Joyner Lucas said, I think the biggest problem for me is the fact he don't understand Old Town Road is every kid's anthem. Children love him for that record. They tuned in and subscribed to his channels. So with no disclaimer, he just dropped some left field ish and all our kids seen it. He responded, I literally sing about lean and adultery in Old Town Road. You decided to let your child listen. Blame yourself. A lot of people were weighing in. He also put out these Satan Nikes that contained human blood. And they're called Satan shoes. There's a bronze pentagram, an inverted cross, and a drop of real human blood in them. So Nike actually had to make a statement and say that they were not involved. And it's not an official release. They said, we do not have a relationship with Little Nas X or Mischief. Nike did not design or release these shoes, and we do not endorse them. Now, since all the controversy, Little Nas X did issue this apology. Okay, guys, I see everybody's been talking about this shoe, and I just want to come forward and say, Sorry, sorry. So that's uh, the lowdown on Little Nas X. What y'all think? Yeah, so Nike had nothing to do with these shoes. There was a designer that redid these shoes over. Now, they did a Satan and a Jesus uh, shoe. So the the Jesus shoe is a white sneaker. Yeah, it's a white sneaker, and then the Satan shoe was the black sneaker, right? And then am I getting that right? Jesus, old. Jesus what? Old. Oh, the Jesus sneakers were old. Yeah, I was Satan, like, no, he just put these up. But mm-hmm. they're going for like $1,500 online. I haven't seen the video. Uh, I just saw some snippets on social media. Um, but yeah, I don't do Satan. I don't even know why Me folks neither. would want to play with that. You know, 666, um, human blood. Nope. I'm not with all that. I'm a country-ass Negro who grew up in Moss Corner, South Carolina. My mom was a Jehovah Witness. My grandmother was a Baptist. Get behind thee, Satan. I renounce Satan and all his works. I'm just a smart New Yorker. I ain't mess with nothing that has nothing to do with Satan. No but 666, nothing. I, I tell you nope. what, if my blood in those sneakers, I want royalties. Okay? <laughs> if my blood is in those sneakers, I need equity in those goddamn shoes. Okay, and now, what and what if you just look at the Jesus shoes and the Satan shoes, and you be like, man, them Satan shoes way harder than the Jesus shoes. Can you go to hell for that? The black ones look a lot better than the white ones. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had to choose between one, black ones look a lot harder. I'm, I'm, I ain't I'm even seen saying. the Jesus one. I saw the Chick Fil A ones he posted. Those look kind of fire too. Mm. Are you happy now? He said. I think those were fake. But okay. oh, those were fake. I, I, I don't. I, see I don't know. I can't keep up no more with what's real and what's fake. I, I thought I, that was I, real. I, I, I haven't seen them anywhere. I would, I would cop right. those Chick Fil A ones. Chick Fil A joints was hard. <laughs> it said John three sixteen on them. Mm-hmm. Well, if anything else, I did like the song Montero. If oh, I didn't even hear it. <laughs> you didn't watch the video? No, Mm-mm. I told you I don't do Satan. As soon as I saw the snippets, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool. Yeah, with it. I, I wasn't messing with it either. All right, now Halle Berry is responding to racist comments that came from a New York radio host in Buffalo, who, by the way, is fired. And here were the comments that he made rob Laterman. see we have ours and i may get into trouble it's for like this two o'clock. We have, i have them to the attractiveness of women that i find to be attractive <laughs> so i'll go i will never go to a serena williams level but i'm very comfortable with a, a halle berry level i need a, a, a little bit of mulatto still coming through it what is i don't get what he was talking about so he's comparing attractiveness of black women to different settings on a toaster. So basically, he talked about Serena Williams. He talked about Gail King. He talked about Halle Berry. And 
the complexion as compared to settings on a toaster. They're different oh, complexions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Rob Lederman. Yeah, Rob Lederman. He woke up and chose unemployment. That's when you wake up and you say to yourself, you know what? I'm tired of this job. But what he said. How can I go out with a bang? When you today? start off with, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. That's when you should stop. You're goddamn right. Especially for. So he got know, fired right away, by the way. Think? He got fired. And <laughs> Halle Berry objected. Halle Berry said, disgusting. It's ridiculous. This type of nonsense is still being broadcasted across airwaves. All black women are beautiful and worthy. Rob Lederman, GTFOH. GTFO. Okay. Get the F out of here. Hey, it's Monday, man. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I get, get it. it. All right. Mm-hmm. I just, I just mm-hmm. got it. She, now, Rob Lederman right. told the Buffalo News that he was horrified by his own remarks after he listened back to them. <laughs> I could what? easily see how someone could be offended by that. I get that. It sounds terrible, and it is terrible. Now, can I take back those words? No. If you listen to them, were they meant to be hurtful? Absolutely not. He said he wants to learn from this Mm-mm-mm. and that he is remorseful to anybody that would be hurt by what he said. I need to see what the show prep meeting was like. Okay, <laughs> when y'all had that, feels show like he went off meeting, the rails. You think so? If I, what made you, him think, think about he went that? rogue? Like, how do you just think? Like he had to be thinking about that at home. It's not clever at all. Not at all. S- stupid. All right, Oscar De La Hoya has announced that he is making a comeback. He's 48 years old. He's retired, but he does plan to come back to sports. Here he is talking about it. I feel like it's something missing, man. I keep seeing you in the ring, but I don't see you in the ring. I mean. Okay. Talk to me. Why, why don't you, uh, I mean, you're, you're part owner of a trailer uh, fight club. Why don't you uh, no, tell th- me? I think you should tell him, man, it's you, not me. Okay. July 3rd, I'm making my comeback. First of all, drop on the clues bomb for Snoop Dogg being part owner of a trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart man. Smart man to get in, uh, get in on a trailer. Oscar De La Hoya was with Snoop Dogg, and they were doing the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren press conference on Triller, and that's where he announced his July 3rd fight. What y'all think? Who's he gonna fight? He doesn't know yet. We don't I know. feel like he needs uh, he money. He didn't say yet. I think Oscar De La Hoya must need money. That's what, what I think. But he has Golden promotions. Boy promotions. Yeah, that does say. really well. Well, but think about it though. When you see the money that Mike Tyson and you know Roy Jones Jr. make or Floyd, whenever they come out and do exhibition matches, it's kind of hard not to want to get out there and get some of that money. You know what I'm saying? Even if you may not necessarily need it, but these guys are getting tens of millions of dollars just to go out there and spar a little bit. Why not? He's getting that to not have to fight. Nah, I don't know if he's getting nah, that much. Nah, because I know he lost Canelo Alvarez. He still got Ryan Garcia, but nah, he, trust me, to go out there and make a quick $20, $30 million, why wouldn't you go do that for eight rounds of nothing? Exhibition. You can get hit in the head and die? Man, they're not going out there to bang on each other like that. Roy and Mike didn't. Mike, looks, Mike took it serious. You see, Roy was... was yeah, Roy looked hurt after. Fight. Not after. Fight. But they said, you want to do a rematch? Roy said, I, I got to go home and talk to my wife about this one. Well, they put that money on the table. He'll come out there. Same thing with De La Hoya. You're going to have to get the money. Why not? I mean, he owns a, a soccer team. He's worth like $200 million. You think he's doing that just to get a little money? What Dana White said. A good friend of yours, Oscar De La Hoya, has announced he's coming out of retirement to box again. Cocaine isn't cheap. Got to make money. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Drop one of clues pumps for Dana White. Damn. That's racist, man. Why is Why that is racist? racist? Because that's a stereotype of Latins that the cocaine and drugs and all that. No, it's not. It's not. Dana White does cocaine. If it was a black man and he said, oh, crack must be expensive, y'all would have a problem with that. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you that. Does Oscar De La Hoya do cocaine? How do I know? Do you know? You've never read the stories? I don't read the stories and I don't hang out with Oscar De La Hoya. Well, Dana White knows better. That's not racist. That's racist. That's not racist. That's not racist. All right, guys. That's your rumor report. You, I've never heard that. I think he talked about him using cocaine before. Who? Oscar De La Hoya. Yes, he admitted the cocaine and alcohol used to the FBI. Yes, so that's Shut why he up, said it, you drama. idiot. Well, Everything I'm tired of you not knowing about Latinos. your own people. I'm tired of you not knowing. 
Okay. About somebody's cocaine use? Oh, my God! He said cocaine! Story. Oh, my God! That's racist! <laughs> he admitted it. Now what do you say? Apologize. That was a big story, man. Not apologizing. Oh, you wrong, what but you want to apologize. That was a big story. <laughs> you know, guys, drugs are a problem in this country, and we can't be sitting here making jokes oh about it, okay? God. Apologize. You just said something was racist. That clearly was You guys, it. can we move on, please? <laughs> we have a time schedule here. Rumor report. Thank you. I jumped off the ledge a little bit. All right, Dan. Uh, thank you. You ain't say apologize. I had my slide. coffee this morning. I'm sorry. Right. Charlamagne, we give no that donkey, siento. too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, by the way, uh, that, that Dana White comment was from last year. Just want to throw that out there. Oh. From, from August of 2020. Guys, we gotta oh, go. Yes, uh, donkey. Going to a, it's a, it's a, it's a story about why you should make better choices when you're young. We'll discuss for after the hour. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by Nitsa. <laughs> It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yeah, it's Monday, guys. I hate to start the week off like this, but Donkey of the Day for Monday, March 29th, goes to two Teenage girls, okay, 13 and 15 years old from Washington, D.C. Of course, these young lady names aren't released because they are minors. But, man, if trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of, was ever two persons, it would be these two young ladies. Now, R.I.P. to Mohammed Anwar, 66 years old of Springfield, Virginia. He's dead mm. uh, for absolutely nothing. Well, not absolutely nothing. He's dead because this 13 and 15-year-old girls made a poor choice. And that's what life is, ladies and gentlemen, a series of choices. Okay, destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. That's right. Life is all about making choices. Kids, I know it's hard, but always do your best to make the right ones and always do your best to learn from the wrong ones. Okay, these two young girls definitely made the wrong choice. This 13 and 15 year old made a choice that is going to alter the course of their lives forever. Let's go to WUSA CBS 9 for the report, please. The detective says that one of the girls admitted that the two of them took the Metro here to Navy Yard with the intent of stealing a car. They encountered Muhammad Anwar, 66, in a Honda Accord. There was a bit of a struggle. Anwar got a hold of one of the girls' cell phones. The two girls were in the car. He was on the driver's side, trapped between the car door and the driver's seat. One girl says that the other girl jammed the car into gear and started swinging the wheel while Anwar, the Uber Eats driver, was trapped back there. The car hit something here. The door slammed into Anwar. Mm. Then the car spun around, took a hard right turn here on N Street, right by Nat Stadium went up on two wheels. Anwar was thrown <clears throat> and crushed, <clears throat> and he died at the hospital. I know a, a lot of y'all watched that video this weekend. Uh, I did not. I really wish social media didn't allow this kind of trauma to be shared. I don't watch videos like this, but what that news reporter just described is what was shown on that video on social media in HD, and I can only imagine the hurt, the pain, and the trauma Mohammed Anwar's family feels because that video will live forever online. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, that, that video will live forever online and it shouldn't. 
Okay? Nobody's last moments alive should be broadcast for the world to see. But alas, uh, that is the world we live in. But there is another side to this. The fact that a 13- and 15-year-old girl, for whatever reason, decided to carjack the Uber Eats driver. Were they hungry? Were they trying to rob him for food? Were they trying to rob him for money? I don't know what caused them to make such a poor choice. But now... They are charged with felony murder and armed carjacking. The younger girl is from the southeast section of D.C., the older girl from Fort Washington, Maryland. Two kids, life ruined forever. And we don't know what for. Yes, I would like to know the reason they made such a poor choice because it can be used as a preventive measure in the future. But I'm telling you, the lesson to be learned here is that trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of. I know for a fact that whatever that 13 and 15-year-old girl had planned wasn't supposed to end like this. Now a family has a GoFundMe page set up, you know, for the funeral of a loved, a loved one, Muhammad Anwar. Uh, as the GoFundMe says, a beloved husband, father, grandfather, uncle, and friend who always provided a smile when you needed one. He leaves behind a family near and far who cherish, love, and miss him dearly, end quote. Can you imagine being the parents of this 13 and 15-year-old girl? The range of emotions one must go through when they are mad and sad at the same time. You're mad they made such a poor choice. But you're sad because now, you know, you know your kids are property of the state. But it's got to be confusing because they are just kids. Does this society make it possible for them to bounce back from this? Should they be able to bounce back from this? Can you chalk up something like this? It's just a mistake. Do they go to juvenile prison? And if so, for how long do these kids lose their lives because they took one? I truly don't know. I mean, we were all kids once, and I know for a fact the life I was leading, these are the kinds of things my parents dreaded, you know, for me. And thank God I never ended up in a situation like this. But please, please, kids out there, learn from these two young girls' mistakes. And remember, life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make makes you. Please give this 13 and 15-year-old girl the biggest hee-haw. I really don't know. I mean, they definitely... uh. You know, gotta be 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 held responsible for the consequences of their actions, but you know how, someone's life. Yeah, but how severe are those consequences? Well, let's let's talk about it. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What do you think should happen to these two children? This thirteen, 13 and fifteen and 15. year old. You it, know, they took a life, so it has to be some type of consequence. It does have to be some type. But of does that mean that their life, their lives are completely over now? I don't think so. 13 and 15? I don't think like, so. Yeah. I don't think they had the intention to kill that gentleman when they went to steal that car. And like I was telling the, with the producer, right now, what people are doing is they're getting these teens to steal cars. And the reason being is if the teens get caught, they get no jail time. They only get a community service. They get a slap on the wrist. But if an adult does it, they get jail time. So they pay these teens $3,000 to $5,000 to steal these cars. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then when they steal these cars, they usually sell these cars overseas and they get twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 for these vehicles. So that's a big business in the hood. That's what they're doing. Hey, go steal these cars. Here's two, three thousand. And most teens be like, oh, I'll go steal this car. I'll go steal three thousand. I don't have to have a gun and go do it. And this what this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think these these children's lives should be in jail for the rest of their life. I don't think they should do life in prison. Two young girls, thirteen and fifteen. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the consequences should be, but it's worth a discussion. Let's talk about it. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Let's discuss. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to who? A uh, 13- and 15-year-old girls um, from the D.C. area who carjacked the Uber Eats driver, and the carjacking ended up with them catching a homicide charge because if you watch the video, somehow or another... It's a they, homicide, but go ahead. What did I say? Homicide? No, a murder. <laughs> and, you know, they're charged with it right now. All right, so we're asking, what do you think should happen to these, these girls? Um, I mean, it's a tough one. Um, they're 13 and 15... I don't think they had an intention of going to kill somebody. Uh, they made a, a horrible decision that, that cost somebody their life. So what should happen? Should they get life in prison? I don't believe so. Uh, definitely uh, juvenile detention. Uh, definitely, uh, hopefully, some some type of programs that put them on the right track. But I honestly don't know. <clears throat> like, I don't. Yeah, I would think these uh, they are 13 and 15 years old. You can't put them in prison with adults. No, you got to be and- juvie. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out how do you rehabilitate these children because they're only 13 and 15 years old, but they do need to have accountability and understand what their actions have caused. So, you know, I don't think you want to give up on these kids, No, but it's just going to take some serious work. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know either, man. 13 and 15 year olds uh, absolutely will make poor choices. We were all 13 and 15 at, at one at one point. Sadly, this poor choice cost someone their life. I definitely think they have to deal with the consequences of their actions, but I don't want their whole lives to be taken away from them. But this is something that will follow them for the rest of their lives. It's going, you know, they're gonna have to do a lot of therapy, you know, <sighs> mentally and emotionally. You know what I mean? But I don't Spiritually, think, I don't even think they should get half their lives. I, th- I think they should do maybe a year and two in in juvie. And some type of program to make sure they're okay and go, make sure they graduate high school and put them in college and easy for us to say though because mm-hmm. it was easy for us to say because it wasn't our family member who that got taken away. That is true too. You know that what is I mean? true too. That that that, that family, Muhammad Anwar's family, may want to see them suffer. You know what I mean? That is they, true. Since, since since that guy would never get his life back, Muhammad Anwar, they may feel like these kids don't deserve a life. I don't know. But think about some of the things that we did when we were thirteen and fifteen. That you know, it could have went either way. We could have maybe hurt somebody, and you know. Oh, absolutely! The first time like, I ever, the first time I ever went to jail was for assaulting Brady with intent to kill, and that's because my homeboy shot at somebody when I was in the back seat, and the the bullet hit the. It was three people in the in the car that they shot at. Mm-hmm. The bullet hit the fourth seat, the headrest of the fourth seat that nobody was sitting in. Wow! If somebody would have been sitting in there, they'd probably been dead right now. And I'm sure I would I would have been in jail. Right. I used to throw rocks. I don't ask why. I used mm. to throw rocks at buses as they were driving by in Queens. And just imagine if one of those rocks hit the bus driver and the bus driver crashed. And it it's, it's nothing that you think about now. You'd be like, damn, I was dumb, but it's just Word stupid-ish, up. you know? Well, let's up. go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Maria. Hey, good morning, Maria. Now, you a CO? Yes, I'm a CO at a female prison. Uh-huh. And I've seen firsthand what prison does to young adolescents, so I'm so against it. They go in being innocent at times, and they come out worse. I think they need maybe six to one year in juvie, some community service, heavy counseling, but prison, prison, it, it doesn't serve them. Right, and, and that's great, because right. you're somebody who's there and sees what happened to a lot of these girls that go in. I've been a SEAL for 10 years, and I've seen the worst of the worst. Um, if you're an adult, granted, yeah, go to prison. If you kill someone, you've done heavy Criminal acts, yes, but these young people, young girls, young kids, young boys, no. So what I've do you- seen them go in at 17 years, 18 years old, 
and they go in being innocent for in some cases like shy um maybe not too sure about what their life is going to be they come out worse i've seen them in three years turn around become gang members inside the prison um doing things they never thought they would ever do and it's just something that people don't believe so what do you think this what do you think should happen to these young girls Heavy counseling, maybe six months to a year in juvie, and prison, prison, no. They need heavy counseling. They're too young. They're too young. 13 and 15 is young. It's Mm -hmm. very young. I saw the video, like um, you guys were saying earlier, maybe they were put up to this to do something that they didn't know the outcome. Right. And it's a sorry, it was a very sorry situation for everybody, for both families. They're too young. They're too young. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Be safe out there, too. Oh, thank you. All right. 800-585-1051. If you just joined us, Charlamagne gave donkey today to these uh, two children for... uh, You want to tell them the story right fast, Charlamagne? Yeah, 13 and 15-year-old girls in D.C. carjacked the Uber Eats driver, which led to an accident happening that took the life of Mohammed Anwar, the Uber Eats driver. So, All right. What should happen to these girls? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just join us, we're asking what should happen to the 13 and 15-year-old girl. They were trying to carjack an Uber each driver, and as they were trying to do it, uh, they crashed and the Uber Eats driver died. So we're asking what should happen to these 13 and 15 year olds? We have Eric on the line. Eric, good morning. Good morning. What do you think should happen to these uh, young girls? Justice, justice and mercy. Um, and I, can, I guess they're, to me, they're on the same, same level. Um, they, they definitely need to suffer consequences for their behavior. I don't believe that this is the first event that's taken place in either one of their lives that's led them to do something like this. This is a progression. They've probably had some other things going on in their life in the past, whether it's their living situation, whether it's how they were raised or their lack of. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely, you know, and the justice issue is there for me, and I stand firm on that um, as a mother because I do have children of my own. Mm-hmm. And I, if a 13-year-old child or a 15-year-old child of mine did something like this, I would be devastated and would want mercy for them. As we all would. At the same time, I'm also a firm believer of justice. Now, whether these these girls, I don't know if they're African-American, I don't know what color they are, if they're they're Mexican or or what, but if they get justice or if they get thrown into a system where they're not rehabilitated, it's a whole other issue on another level Um, because there has to be rehabilitation for them to be able to come home. And, and enter back into society and be functional and, and be better than they were when they went in. However, if they don't go in, will they be rehabilitated out in the life, living the life that they live, or will there be continuous robberies? Will there be continuous murders? Right. Will there be continuous things that continue to take place in their life? This may be the intervention that they that they need, and it's sad that uh, that we have another family that has lost somebody. Right. And and this is often what happens in our community. You know, this is often what happens in 
with young African-American children or, or brown children or even white children that, that are in a bad living situation and, and come up in poverty that are fending for themselves, trying to make it, trying to survive, trying to do what they need to do or maybe all they know how to do. Yeah, you know, um, the thing is, we just don't know, you know, why, you know, because so yeah. I, I was I was raised amazingly. But, you know, sometimes as a, as a teen or a kid, you do stupid things like I threw rocks yeah. at buses because I thought it was funny. You know what I mean? But yeah. I didn't think about, damn, if that rock hits a bus driver and that bus driver loses control and he crashes and everybody dies on that bus, that's not something that my mind was thinking of at 13 what years old. What if this 13, what if, the, what if these two girls were actually starving? You know, I mean, not making yeah. excuses for them, but I mean, they did rob an Uber East driver. What if they were actually hungry? I don't know. I don't think that they were robbing an Uber East driver because they were hungry. I think, you know, the gentleman who spoke and he was talking about doing dumb things when we're, when we're young. I mean, our brains aren't developed Correct. at 13 and 15 years old. So, True. of course, you know, some people do different things for fun, like throwing rocks at buses or jumping off of bridges or thrill seekers. You know, a lot of a lot of young children are thrill seekers. They're bored. They have no, when you don't have guidance, you don't have no one showing you the way and, and kind of leading you and telling you and, and, and watching you and having a good hold on you and directing you in life, you kind of just start bouncing. Right. And you do what all, you just do what you out there just doing it. You're just smiling. Right. You're just doing what, what you do. Right. And, and then this situations like this happen. But, you know, it, there has to be an intervention for our youth. There yep. has to be somebody that talks to them and explains to them how real it is and how real it can be. Because now the situation is this. They're going to jail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whether it's juvenile or if they bind them, they bound them over. Because at 15 years old, they can go to an adult prison. Right. Well, thank and you. And they'll for be in a juvenile unit. But but thank you for calling, Mama. I mean, it's it's stupid and having kids. Your kids could do stupid things, and you just don't know about it. You know what I mean? My parents never knew I did that. I was at my friend's house. You know. Yeah. I wish these prisons. I wish these prisons were actual correctional facilities. I wish that they could put these kids somewhere that they could actually rehabilitate them. I wish too. Hello. Who's this? Yo, hello. What's up, man? What's your name, bro? Hey, what's going on? Hey, first off, good morning, D. Dave, MC, Angela, E. Charlemagne, the guy. You are the great club. Good morning. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. Casey. Hey, my name is Casey. I'm from Lansing by way of Detroit. I just wanted to chime in real quick. It sounds like Envy and Charlemagne is showing sympathy for these two girls. I don't like that. I think you should keep the same energy you keep for any other killer out here. I think it's because these girls are, I don't know for sure from the video, but I think they're young black girls. And yes. I don't I know what think, color they are. I, I didn't see, they, I I see the video. I don't know what they are. I don't know what color I they are. I didn't watch the video, hold honestly. On, hold on, hold on. Let me speak first. I know I got a limited time. I think because they are, y'all trying to show sympathy, I agree prison should be correctional facilities. But come on, bro. They killed this man for no reason, bro. They need to go to prison in two-day time, bro. Come on with that, man. Third, at, at, at third, I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, hold, hold, wait a minute. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be consequences to their actions. I'm saying that they're 13 and 15 years old. Right. Did you make good choices at 13 and 15? No, but I knew I knew better than kill somebody. Come well, they, 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 they didn't go down there trying to kill him. Their they, intention may not have been to kill someone. Their intention wasn't to kill that man. I, I, I can't see putting thirteen year olds with you know thirty year olds in prison. Where where were the parents? Where were the parents? There are are the parents going to be held accountable then? Because the life was took. We don't they know that. You we, don't want to hear none of that. We, we, we don't, don't know that. We don't know the context of their situation. But I do know that a thirteen or fifteen year old do deserve some grace. 
right? Yes, they just they have to deal with the consequences of their actions, but I don't so think that we should just throw them away. We ain't guessing what race it is and stuff now. I feel, listen, I'm an African American male, and I understand it, bro. I understand the sympathy, and I understand the prison being correctional facilities. But they look like young black girls, and I feel like that's why we're giving them the, a little bit more sympathy than any other killer out there. No, I don't know what color they are. 13 years old, and I know at 13 I did a lot of stupid ish, and I know at 13 my kids did stupid ish. Now, in anything that you do, it, it could be there's consequences and things could have happened. I, I talk about it all the time with me throwing that rock. Like, I didn't think I could have killed somebody. I wasn't, my intention was not to kill somebody, but let's say that that happened. I, I made a stupid decision. You would still have to deal with the consequences yes. of your actions, but, but your, life should, your life shouldn't be thrown completely away at 13, 15 years old. No. It's so sad, though, that this happened, that somebody's Absolutely. life was taken from them. And by the way, if these prisons were actual correctional facilities and, and we could actually send them somewhere where they could get rehabilitated, I'd be cool. I wouldn't care how much time they got. But we Yeah, I just we, don't think you can mix these little teenage girls with adults. Yeah, because we don't because because that we know that these prisons aren't real correctional facilities. So it's like you're going to send them in there at 13 and 15. They're going to come out more angry than before or whatever they're dealing with right now. I and mean, they need some help. That's what they need. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. All right. Well, let's switch gears for a second. Are you all ready for a white boy summer? We'll tell you who thinks this is how it needs to go down. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen all the guys, the rumor report with Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, NLE Tapa was arrested <clears throat> over the weekend. They said he's facing multiple charges, including uh, burglary, carrying a concealed firearm, possession of marijuana, and possession of Xanax. So that is, I don't have the full update, but this mm -hmm. is what we know thus far as this news is breaking. That's, that's sometimes, right. sometimes that's the young rapper's starter pack, right? Some Xanax, <laughs> guns, mm. right? I hope not. I know. Well, we'll see what happened. All right. Now, DJ Envy, you and Gia Casey actually hosted a, I guess, was it like a reaction to the winners of the NAACP Image Awards? No, it was a pre-show for the NAACP 50. It was a recap of last year's, and we talked about the 52nd, which aired later on that day. So it was a recap, and we talked about the, the new awards and who we thought were going to win awards and what we missed and, you know, what people wore and all that other stuff. It was pretty dope. I know now. I know. Was Maxwell part of this this year, right? Yeah, Whoa. Maxwell performed. He killed it too. He did his thing. Whoa. I know. Now you and now Gia loves Maxwell. She's Whoa. expressed this on several occasions. Whoa. And she, she, she loves his love. Here is, Define love. She loves his music. <laughs> music. Continue I don't know. On. She said he was falling, but here's what she had to say <laughs> as we were getting ready for the NAACP Image Awards. So who else do you want to see? What else do you want to see? You know what I'm very excited to see this year? All of the well-dressed people, especially the men that get sharp for the night. The men? And the women. You mean the did, I leave, did I leave that part out? No, you mean the man. I think I left that part There's out. There's only one. Like, you didn't hear me? It should be you didn't hear me say that? <laughs> and she never Ooh, said Maxwell, Maxwell was... Yeah, that's said, what she meant. Yeah, I heard that's her what say she was Maxwell. Talking about. She was never talking about no. Maxwell. She never said he was fine. And she had on yeah, her bedroom voice. She said, you know what I'm excited to see? <laughs> Maxwell. All right. She didn't say that. She <laughs> said Maxwell under her breath. I heard her. She yeah. said she loves his music. No, no, no. Y'all stop it! We all heard her say Maxwell, bro. It's okay. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Remember when he was in a bathtub? Remember when she was talking about that? No. All right, now. <laughs> Continue on, you. <laughs> what, what the hell? <laughs> all right. Enough. Uh, well, she could be so fortunate. Enough! <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> All right. Now, Rod Wave, <laughs> when he was on The Breakfast Club, he was talking about his love for Ed Sheeran. If I work with somebody, it's because, like, them, I knew them when I was, like, I was a fan of them before music, and I just got to see what it's about. Ed Sheeran and shit, like, niggas I was listening to before this, you know what I'm saying? You know Ed? No, I don't know Ed. Oh. I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's going yeah. out there in the L, you feel me? What's your favorite Ed Sheeran <laughs> song, man? I'm interested. I find your head, man, on my bedroom floor. I'm putting yeah. together an Ed Sheeran Rod Wave collaboration. We're going to make that happen. Yeah, man, I'm going to hit Ed the date. Yeah, boy, you do you that. Say, well. So you up on Rod Wave yet, man? Yeah, man, stop playing. No, I'm not playing. Watch. All right, well, Charlamagne did tell us he's been having sleepovers at Ed Sheeran's house, he and did he did make that, that connection. <laughs> so here is Rod Wave thanking Charlamagne. I want to get on here and shout out all Charlamagne to God, bro. He said something and he did it. You know what I'm saying? That boy put me in with um, introducing one of my idols. You know what I'm saying? That boy introduced me to Ed Sheeran. Like that shit give me the chills. You know what I'm saying? Just hearing from bro. You know what I'm saying? He said he was gonna do it and he did it. So. Big up Charlemagne, man. I appreciate that, man. Love, bro. That's dope. Forever for that one. First of all, I never had a sleepover at Ed's house. You I, did. I, I stayed. You didn't sleep over at Sharon's house. Did. I, I did once. Did you? So that's a sleepover. For a few nights. It wasn't a sleepover. Did you enter through did the you front sleep over? or back door? Did. Well, he's got an estate. He's got a whole compound, so I don't. So know. you slept over. Anyway, mm -hmm. Ed is a music that's junkie. That's the definition of a sleepover. <laughs> you slept on his sheets. It was for what business. That's my guy, though. Ed is a music I'm junkie. Sure it was oh business. God. And he loves hip-hop, so he was already up on uh, Rod Wave. He actually loves Rod Wave. He had some really nice things to say about Rod Wave and his music. Yeah, he, he actually said that... Uh, <laughs> he actually says Rod's music will be international because it translates everywhere. And if I think I saw this weekend, Rod's going to have the number one album in the country this week. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's good slumber party talk. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> we did have fun when we stayed over. Ooh, hey, got a pillow fight. Drop, drop on the toolbox for my guy at Sharon. All right. Matching pajamas up. and everything. I know, right? It was for business. You I'm can, sure you, you, gave, you gave, you gave can, him the business. You can go watch the interview me nope. and Ed Sharon did like two years ago. Maybe three. I don't remember how long ago that was. That did it in bed? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you have red hair and you're mixed in with your beard. <laughs> That's my that he is my second favorite ginger. My first is uh G Spin. <laughs> All right, he Sharon Osborne. G Spin. <laughs> well, we, we don't know, know that. that. <laughs> Sharon Osborne is out at the talk. They have parted ways. They made this announcement on Friday mm. after this controversy between Sharon Osborne and uh things just went left after that as she was trying to support Piers Morgan. So that's it. I that guess, ain't it. Sharon know? gonna sue the hell out of CBS and she gonna walk away with a big ass bag. Mark my words. Cause I they they they're not gonna be able to justify, you know. Well, did she walk away or did they let her go? Like which one was it? Listen, I they've parted ways. She gonna sue CBS and walk away with a bag. They're gonna <laughs> have to give her some type of big ass severance package. Watch. All right, now get ready for a white boy summer. Chet <laughs> <Excuse> Hanks. <me>? <laughs> <laughs> is saying that's what he wants. Listen to this. Look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is uh, its about to be a white boy summer. What? You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about, like, Trump, uh, <laughs> you know, NASCAR-type white. I'm talking about, you know, me, um, John B., Jack Harlow-type white boy summer. You know what oh. I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that. Well, every season is a white boy season, okay? And, I mean, they are the dominant cast here in America. It is what it is. But I guess Chet is saying other races are going to want them a white boy this summer? Like, you know, other other races of women are going to go after white guys this summer? Is that what he's saying? 
Uh, hey, maybe he's just having yes. a fun white so, boy summer with his white boy friends. What's John B. doing, though? That was a very old <laughs> reference. I got it. I understood it, Chet. I wouldn't expect a young man like John you to use such an old B. reference. But it was Dude. such balance because he said John da- B. Then he said Jack, Jack Harlow. Harlow. <laughs> Therefore, I know exactly what kind of white boy Chet Hanks is talking about. He's okay. not talking about, like, you know, white boys, white boys. He's talking about people who happen to be white. There's a difference. Ed Sheeran. Not Yahoo! Yes. But Ed Sheeran would fall into that category okay. as well. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Missy. And shout out to uh, the whole BET and Facebook staff for allowing uh, me and the wife to do that. We had a lot of fun. Shout out to Rhonda. Shout out to uh, Connie Orlando and everybody over there at BET. Salute the gear, too, because she asked you a question about, um, you know, are you beige, light skin, or some other type of light skin? And I thought that was dope. Oh, we got it? Let's hear it. Oh, boy. We got it? Y'all just couldn't let it go. No, I like this for a lot of reasons. What? Uh, no, right, maybe we, we don't have, have it. it. I guess we don't have it. Okay. All right. Well, we well, did have shout it. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you later. Everybody well, else. Make, the, she called you Ecru. We have that it. Was, that was the, the people's very choice. We have it. Uh, if we have it, play it, Dramos. Play no. it. Okay, we don't have it. No. People's right. Choice mixes well, up. Salute to Salute. Well, we got it. We do have time. We got it over here. Hold on. Let's go. Unbelievable. I think Anthony Anderson be stalking us. This is true, but I have one question for you. What's that? Which category of light skin do you qualify for? <laughs> Are you the beige or the ecru? No, no. Ecru. <laughs> you can't put me into that white category. He said white, <laughs> off white, beige, but I would be more I, on the beige side. I definitely side. think that you fall into the beige category, though. DJ I would ecru. be more on the beige side. <laughs> okay, I'll take a crew. A little bit, but you, ecru. But you gotta love Anthony Anderson. I love DJ Ecru. That's your new name. And salute to Gil for being the brains of the operation because I love that question because it's a way to get in front of the envy isn't really black comment. I am black. So why is he on BT? I am black. something for the NAACP. I like that, Gil. I am that black. It came from that Anthony Anderson talking about white smart. people. But forget That was smart, Gil. All right, let's go. Very man. smart. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, it's Women's History Month. Who we repping today, Yeezy? Well, today we are repping for Tracy Oliver. It was just announced that she inked an eight-figure overall deal at Apple. She also wrote the movies Girls Trip and Little. And what makes her so legendary is she co-wrote Girls Trip with Kenya Barris. And she is the first black woman to write a movie that grossed more than $100 million. She also developed and executive produced the remake of First Wives Club for BET+, which is currently in production on its second season. And she has a comedy series at Amazon that she's executive producing. Now that Tracy Oliver has this eight-figure overall deal at Apple... She'll be developing both TV and feature film projects for them with an emphasis on diverse and meaningful stories. Here is Tracy Oliver in conversation with Grace Byers and Megan Good at Paley Front Row 2020. It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. So I knew I wanted to do something career-wise that had something to do with the arts, but it never really occurred to me that I would be a screenwriter. And I took this class called Actors Who Write, Writers Who Act. And in that class, I wrote something for the first time for another actor. And it was so, I guess, inspiring for me and refreshing to see that person deliver my words that I thought to myself, maybe there's something here with writing. 
So that was the first time that I started to write that by the time I graduated from college, I was kind of almost totally behind the scenes. I was directing and producing and writing for women of color. Honestly, those are the people that I was the most inspired by because I was writing stuff that I wanted to originally act in myself. And then it became an inspiration for me to write for women that needed my voice or women that needed opportunities that other people weren't writing for them. And so I became that person in school that was writing for the women that weren't given an opportunity to act a lot. And that was another phenomenal woman in history. All right. Well, congratulations to Tracy Oliver. We celebrate you and salute to you this morning for Women's History Month. All right. Yes. Congratulations. Now, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. I said this during Donkey of the Day, but I want to reiterate it's a good way to start the, the work week off, man. It's a good, a good quote to put in your brain uh, from John C. Maxwell. Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make makes you. Always remember that. When you make a choice, you also choose the consequence. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 